I'm your host, Zod. And I'm your co-host, Tan. Welcome to another episode of Dean Fellows. A show about Dean life experiences while keeping it authentic. Just an ordinary discussion of relatable topics in today's time from Ordinary Fellows. Dean fellas and fillets. I don't know if that's the correct. It might be the proper term. It might yeah. be. Well, hello, Dean world. We're back. Episode nine. We made it past through that infamous eight episode hump. Looks like we got some staying power here, guys. I'm your host, Tan. My co-host, Zod. What We're up, in Zod? the building. We're in the building. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's been quite some time since our last episode, but We're still doing a thing. We're here. And this is a pretty interesting episode. Today, we'll discuss knowing your audience. But before we even get into that, Tan, tell me how New York's looking like with COVID. I know from what we've been looking at, it looks like it's spiking in almost every single state other than Maine and Connecticut. So is New York looking good or what's going on? Yeah, I mean, New York's actually about to enter phase four. And I think a couple of days ago, New York actually didn't have a single COVID death. So that's quite the remarkable accomplishment for the size of a city that New York is. I think like that's, that's pretty dope. I think people are going out more and the numbers will catch up. But also I think most New Yorkers have the sense to wear a mask. Yo, if you're going into a store, if you're going to be in close proximity with people you don't know, yo, put on a mask. That's it. It's no one's telling you to put on a mask for the rest of your life at home. Just let's get these numbers down. That's it. There's actually a study out there right now that says if one person is wearing a mask and he's conversing with another person who's not wearing a mask, the chance of that person getting COVID is, I don't know, four and a half percent. But if both are wearing a mask, it's one and a half percent. So we would hope that our president would wear a mask, but he doesn't choose not to. But we need to do our due diligence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other crazy stuff going on in New York, man. Our Bengali brother, Fahim Saleh, passed away. He was a young entrepreneur, startup. He had founded a bunch of startups, one in BD, one in Nigeria. He was and chopped one up. And one in Colombia, by the way. Oh, I didn't know about the Colombia one. Yeah, ride-sharing app, motorcycle ride-sharing app of some sort. And he was basically, yeah, chopped up. Chainsaw Massacre. It was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, apparently. Yeah, by his assistant. That was was crazy. His assistant did get arrested yesterday, which was Friday. Assuming he's going to do life in jail. He's a young dude. He gave up his whole life. I don't know. I feel like there's more to the story. I don't. I mean, I thought it was pretty simple. I mean, so basically, he found out his assistant stole $90,000 and was nice enough to tell him, hey, I Obviously, you're fired. But secondly, I could call the cops, have you arrested because they have proof that you've been taking X amount of dollars every month or what, what have you. And then he said, hey, look, let's set up a payment plan where you pay me back. And then a couple of weeks, a couple of months in, dude wasn't having it. Went up to his beautiful $2.2 million condo and cut him up, killed him, stabbed him, and then cut him up. Yo, but he got, he got chainsaws and all these kind of tools. Like, I don't know. Thanks who thinks of that? That's exactly what I'm saying, bro. This seems, it's not just a simple, 
yo, I'm going to kill you and just move on type of deal. I don't know. I feel like there's some other sinister things in play, but we don't know. Maybe we'll never know. But I guess it's always the case when we get news in the media these days. It's like everything could be like have gone multiple directions. You just never know what's real news. Condolences to his family and friends and his loved ones. By what I'm hearing, he seemed like a good dude. Definitely a smart dude, for sure. It's fragile. Money this can't protect goes you. Out to him, right? Yeah, this episode, we haven't bought you a freestyle episode in a while, so this is going to be a freestyle episode. We're going to talk about multiple different things, but we wanted to touch on this. Yeah, there will be no freestyle rapping during this episode, but anyway, so know your audience, right? Yeah. Getting into the episode, so I think it's a big, important one, especially in any circumstance, dealing with your parents, dealing with your children, dealing with your friends, dealing with your colleagues, your coworkers, your boss, and the list goes on. Dealing with people you're meeting for the first time, networking events, different ways to communicate. The first thing I think about before you pass the baton to you, the first thing right. I think about is that you can have all the knowledge about a given subject, but if you don't communicate it correctly and eloquently in the manner that it needs to and maybe it doesn't always have to be eloquent but you could be speaking to your children and whatnot and it doesn't have to be as eloquent but it doesn't matter sometimes how much knowledge you have it's really how to communicate sometimes you could have less knowledge about a subject but when you communicate it goes a lot further exactly i think you hit the nail on the head my boss would say two things about any messages or any communication things that we're putting out in work whether it's emails whether it's presentations whether it's speeches you would ask us two things who's the audience and what's the message and it boils down to who are you talking to if you're talking to a bunch of fifth graders and you're gonna break down complex terms to them they're not gonna get it and you can sound as smart as you want so it's just a matter of ask yourself who am i talking to And how can I get my message across? When we try to teach our kids larger concepts, what do we do? We break it down into bite-sized pieces. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you might even use humor as a way to get a message, right? If the person on the opposite end is someone who's, I don't know, comical in some degree, right? And that's that's how he likes to communicate. So use a little bit of humor. I mean, it really requires some level of thought before just speaking. I think a lot of times we live in a world where I know the both of us deal with it all the time and our listeners do deal with people who have no filter when they speak. I think we need to tackle that. That's the opposite end of knowing your audience is when you're just speaking right off the tongue and basically not thinking about how the other person would even feel, let alone how you would end up looking in front of that other person. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oftentimes we think whatever type of energy we have, we have to keep that same energy all the time. Otherwise, it's going to come off as inauthentic or like, yo, I'm not keeping it 100% of the time. I mean, you would think it's common sense, but it's not as common as people think it is. If you're hanging out with people for the very first time, they don't know you as well, right? So there are certain ways that you should not speak in front of them, whatever it is. I don't have a good solid example at this moment. Zod, maybe you can jump in and kind of... I mean, just in my own personal experience, I mean, this is something I've struggled with, I'll be honest with you. We came from kind of like a hood environment, speaking slang was one of our languages that we spoke. 
English and Bengali, probably the three languages there. But And then kind of adjusting in the professional world. I've worked in the government, Tanya worked in the government to some degree, and there's people that are not only lazy, but let's just say they're hard to work with. They're just a bit on the, not that bright. And I feel like I want to irk at them and go kind of ghetto at them at times. I know, I know this right. is the fellas, and I know that that's not the most Islamic behavior, and that what kind of repels me from doing it. But there's been times where I didn't approach it correctly. In, in the professional world, you have to be politically correct in the way you speak, and there's a way kind of, and my brother says this a lot, kind of slapping someone up and putting them in their place, but in a very nice way of doing it, in a, in a politically correct way of doing it. But me, I result back to what I know sometimes, and I'm about to, I'm grinning my teeth, and I'm about to go in. And I actually have a younger friend of mine, a family member and whatnot, close to me that kind of pulls me back. I've been in a lot of projects with him, a lot of contracts with him, and he had to know his audience, which is me at the time, and say, right. Zod, you can't act like that. You can't talk like that. You can't get angry like that. Like I could see the anger in your voice and stuff like that. So it's something really that I just deal with on a day-to-day and I'm trying to get better at. So if anything, I'll take any advice I can get on the subject. So you're saying you don't go ghetto on your coworkers? I mean, I'm not going ghetto on all of them, but there's some that they get out of context with the stuff that they say, but they might even have done it in some politically correct form. And I just want to just put them in their place in a very aggressive manner. It's not the appropriate thing to do in the work context and it just doesn't, won't put me in the best of light. And obviously, we're in a small community here. We're IT security professionals. Everyone kind of knows each other, at least here in the DC metro. One mistake can go so far to damage my name uh, right. or damage anyone's name. So we got to be careful about that. And let's talk about just that fact. Words sometimes are more powerful than attacking someone physically. And if you say something, you just can't take that back. That could just really hurt somebody's feelings and whatnot. Yeah, just in in relationships too, right? When we're arguing with our spouses or whatever, right? There's certain things you can't say that you can't take back. And they know certain things that they shouldn't say either. And that's just with any relationship. It doesn't have to be spouses. It could be with siblings. It could be with parents. It could be with anybody, friends. Yeah, but specifically for spouse, now that you brought it up, it's like if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, you could damage literally the feelings that exist in the relationship. And a lot of times what keeps the relationship going is those feelings between another. And then when you get when you say something that could be particularly disrespectful or come off disrespectful, it could just completely change your relationship. So I guess what we're saying here is think before you speak is, is the first thing. Yeah, and ourselves included. Sometimes we we lose our sense and we say whatever comes to our mind. But again, we going back to what I said earlier, what's our message and who's our audience? And you really have to be cognizant of that. I could talk to you a certain way because we have that relationship, right? But if you brought a third party into the mix and maybe you had that relationship but I didn't have that relationship. I can't talk to him the same way you can. So it's, it's just knowing those things. And I feel like as you get older, you understand that better. And even as you get older, maybe sometimes you don't understand that better. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of these things, right? So a lot of time when we're mm-hmm. talking about these topics, 
it serves as a reminder for us. So the more I speak about it, the more I can be like, oh, okay, let me take my own advice. Yeah, and you're not going to progress unless, I think you said a quote in the last episode, something about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So this is a topic that, like I said earlier, I struggle with. So if someone, one of the listeners, you feel the same way, it was hard for me to get my point across with my significant other, with my own parents. Sometimes your parents are from, you know, back home and whatnot. This is something that you really got to think about and you really got to fix. It's a real issue. It can affect your words. Like I said, once they leave them out, there's no taking them back. And, you know, I want to take it a little bit, kind of connect this with the deen itself. I mean, we look at the Prophet Wasallam, and we see that just in his speech and the way that he spoke to youngsters, people in his tribe, people that when he was in Makkah and he met the folks in our brothers in Medina and stuff, and the elders, right? The way he spoke would be different. But one thing that I do know from thinking about that is that he always spoke from a sense of love, from a sense of mercy. And I think we're just losing that as time goes on as a society, just that we don't think that think about the fact that this is another human being. They have feelings like me, that they might be going through something particular at, at the time and just, right. just speak appropriately from a sense. I'm just thinking about speaking from a sense of love and mercy and it's not always like you're attacking the person you're speaking with, right? When we say know your audience, I mean, it's just, it's a very wide topic. But right. regardless, I think that's what it is. And when you're speaking with your audience, just always, if it's someone new, right? It's different. If I think it's different if it's someone you're speaking to for the first time or someone that you're close with and you speak to regularly. If it's someone you're speaking to the first time, you want to speak from a sense of love and be respectful and you want to like the prophesy Salam would be and you want to bring whatever value you can i mean who to bring more value than him sallallahu but us we have the same message and we need to portray that in society so when i want to irk out at that quote-unquote idiotic colleague of mine i gotta just remember what would the prophet muhammad do wwpmd shout outs to farhat uh, which is a friend of ours who had a wristband, which would say WWPMD. And a lot of times I catch myself weak in situations, falling in situations. And then I tell myself, wait a second, WWPMD. And then it seems things become clear. How would the prophet say some react? So WWPMD is how I think sometimes. Wow, yeah, that's a good message for us and, and for our listeners that, I mean, that's our goal in life to kind of emulate the prophet as much as we can. It's almost damn near impossible to be anywhere as close as him. But we got to keep trying. I mean, think about it, right? And going back to like just career and profession, in our own profession, sometimes we meet the smartest, most intelligent people in a given subject, right? And But their communication, and, and nothing against them, but their communication is so poor that when they speak to you, sometimes they speak to you from a sense of ego. You don't know anything. First of all, I'm not even in the same Faces you, right? Faces you, and same background, and same same education, and same upbringing. But you'll see that they lack this communication skill, and it happens a lot, particularly in the information te- information technology space, uh, because people come from all places in the world and stuff like that. So, I think that's also one thing to think about. That yeah, we- definitely. Look, we're not developers, but we work with developers, and if developers start talk going into the nuances and into the weeds, as they say, of coding and stuff like that. We're not going to know it. We know the basics. 
we know what to look for, but that's just an example. We could say, let's take doctors, right? An internal medicine person, a general doctor is not going to know as much about the intricacies of brain surgery because that's not what they do all day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, What's so, what? Let me ask you something. So yeah. what's your thoughts on that particular example where we gave earlier where someone, they don't know their audience, but you're in the conversation with them. So now you got to respond. They're coming from a sense of either ego, pride, or very aggressive in a first time conversation type thing. And now you got to respond to them. And we did bring up love, having love and mercy. It's difficult. What's your thoughts? Obviously, we don't have clear context of an example of particular conversation, but just in general, someone coming off with some arrogance or something like that. Yeah, I mean, look, there's really two ways you could approach it. The way we'd probably approach it back in the mid-90s, early 2000, <laughs> would be like, yo, what are you talking about, bro? There's a way you can approach and be like, hey, listen, this is really not my field. I know a little bit about it, but can you go more into that a little bit more? So I guess because in the end, we all like to feel good. So if we go into attack mode, then they're just going to go back into attack mode and it's just going to be an, an attack attack. If you go into a way of you make them feel good and say like, hey, you are a subject matter expert in this. Can you break this down for me? That automatically disarms them, makes them feel good. And now they get into teaching mode. I mean, look, we're a very feelings-based humans. We're very, very reactionary. We're very how we feel. And that causes our reaction, right? So I guess the approach that I take to everything is I try to make without being, you can't be disingenuous. You got to be genuine. And you can't fake that part of it but what i'm trying to say is if you generally make someone feel good they're more likely to teach you or get you what you need yeah speaking that's exactly it speaking about making someone feel good i noticed that a lot of times when it is a one-to-one exchange of conversation that the person on the other end i think people in general they just want to be listened to Right. So knowing, knowing your audience, in my experience, is 80%, 90% of the time, people just want to speak, right? There's, there's this thing about human interaction, where, which we're losing these days in social media. But when two people are physically speaking to each other, everyone wants to be heard and just listen. And you know what I learned over time? Because I'd be one of the dudes that'd be blabbing my mouth when I was younger, is that I learned that, hey, if I stop and I listen, number one, I have better responses to the conversation, better input. And secondly, there's so much I can learn. I already know my own story. I already know everything that's going to come out of my mouth. Sometimes you just want to listen to the other person and then you can learn what the other person has to offer and you can see if there's value there and you could go and then it just makes the conversation flow better. But people just want to be heard. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'll give you another example. What people need to understand is, is the whole likability factor. If you get into this whole I'm right, you're wrong thing, right? In the end, it might hurt you professionally. Sometimes you you might need to lose the battle to win the war. So it comes to the whole politics of it. Sometimes people need to learn how to take L's. We know a lot of people amongst us who don't want to take L's, right? And then they end up taking way bigger L's than if they took that small Mm -hmm. little L. 
That's a good point, yeah. Down the road, long-term thinking. I mean, speaking just from a fella's perspective, it's that ego that we have. Sometimes we just like can't take that L right now. And a lot of times we kind of, in, in the train of thought that we're in, we kind of know that we're wrong. But then right. we try to prove we try to prove we're, that we're right in this. And we and we double down. We're like, oh yeah, I'm wrong. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go even harder at this. Me particularly, I digress from the topic and try to prove we're right in some other context, making no sense <laughs> to the original right. we were speaking on. But yeah, I mean, know your audience. Speak eloquently if you can. Think before you speak. Speak out of love. Speak out of mercy. Try to give value and try to listen. Is the seven things. I think that is the stuff that I think about when we speak about this topic. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. We'll be back for episode 10. Double digits. All right. Peace. Stay safe, stay healthy. Um,